0: This is Just In Time. We may like beer. We may have been drinking beer. We may be drinking beer. Okay. We are drinking beer. And truth be told, they make the voice guy drink beer too. Those bastards. You're listening to Just In Time. It's funny. Covering current events. Beer reviews. Ah beer up uh, here movie reviews and anything else that's going on in this crazy world so grab yourself a coal pop and let's rock it this is justin time with
1: justin and carter welcome to justin time this is justin and the silence you're hearing is carter is missing again I believe Carter is battling his like 12 or 13th case of COVID for calling out from the show, which I, I don't know. I think widow Carter has a cold, but regardless, uh, send our thoughts and get wells to our Instagram to wish Carter a happy, healthy recovery because he's probably just sitting on the couch getting high, but I'm sure he'd appreciate the thought of you sending your thoughts and prayers for him sitting on his ass doing nothing. But the show must go on, so we have a very special episode today with the Oscars breaking uh, just, I believe, yesterday when we recorded the show. Um, We have dedicated this show to movie reviews, and because we love wasting your time, we are not going to cover any of the movies nominated for the Oscars. We'll be covering movies that hit streaming and theaters this last week, and I will be reviewing those along with a beer dedicated to one of the films I will be reviewing, this very special episode of Just In Time. Let's get on with the show. First and foremost, we will be talking and picking the beer of the week, and this one took me by surprise. I absolutely love this beer. And it ties in perfectly to the last movie we'll be reviewing on the show, which is Jackass Forever. This week I will be reviewing Sunkiss IPA by Jackass Brewing. It sits at a 6.5%. Now, this one I have to say is probably so far we're early in the year, but this one is going to be one of my top picks so far. It sits again at a 6.5%. It has a nice crisp citrus tone. Almost as like a tropical feel to it. The bite at first is well balanced. It kind of hits you, but the aftertaste, it just goes to a very crisp, refreshing tone, and it beats down the bitterness with, and it's a very well-balanced citrusy, light IPA that takes off the uh, aftertaste you usually get with a heavy IPA. This one, I can already tell, is going to be my go-to summer beer. A really good beer to be out on the patio in the summer. It's brewed in Ontario, Canada, so good for them. This one is on the top of my list. Again, It is called Sunkiss IPA by Jackass Brewing. Check it out. You can place an order on their website. They are not a sponsor, but I want to push this beer because I love it so much. So check them out. Sunkiss IPA by Jackass Brewing. Let's get into the movie reviews of the week. I have three for you. For all those that have been emailing, Instagramming about more movie reviews, we have them for you. And that's what this show is dedicated to is you. It's going to be a shorter show, but hopefully these three movie reviews will sway your decision on what you see this next week. First movie I will be reviewing is going to be Moonfall. Moonfall is a highly anticipated sci-fi action disaster flick. I need you to be brave. If the moon really is what you think it is, suit up.
0: You have got a big gravity wave coming your way. You have to launch now!
1: Did he say gravity wave? I see trouble on the way. We're underwater guys!
0: Uh that's crazy. I hear hurricanes and well, down. What's the plan? Save the moon, save Earth. Bray, what are you doing? It's flying itself!
1: Wait for it. Ah. Let's go, you son of a... Yes!
0: Hang Hang on! Everybody, hang on! I'm gonna get you home!
1: Airplane mode. Looks like we're for All right, that was Moonfall. Where to begin with Moonfall? Walking out of Moonfall, I was thinking of things I was more thought out than the creators of this movie. And I was reminded of a video I saw that was about 30 seconds long, that was more well written, better shot, better acted, and could have kept my attention for the entire runtime of Moonfall. But I played that clip over and over again. It also followed the science better than the movie. The movie cons- uh, consisted on a sunny day what it looked to be a major busy road in the city. All of a sudden, the window rolls down. A big ass sticks out the window and starts to moon the people on the sidewalk. The driver of the car opens the car door and the man falls out with his pants down to his ankles with the driver speeding off. This video could have also be called Moonfall. That would have been better than the movie I spent two hours of my life watching the new disaster movie directed by disaster film director himself, Roland Emmerich, who you might remember from such films as 2012, The Day After Tomorrow, Godzilla from 1998, and the ones I refuse to acknowledge is Independence Day Resurgence. But he also did two movies that I utterly admire, which is Stargate and Independence Day. The thing about Roland Emmerich film is that even though I haven't given a lot of great reviews to his movies, but I would most almost every time sit and turn my brain off, enjoy a bucket of popcorn with his movies. Most of his movies are pure entertainment popcorn flicks where you just kind of just go to waste a couple hours and just enjoy the ride. They're just fun entertainment to not take seriously. So I kind of had high hopes I was in a good movie popcorn flick entertainment mood when I went to go see this movie but I was very disappointing walking out of Moonfall. The movie kicks off and stars Holly Berry as Joe Fowler and Patrick Wilson as Brian Harper who are working in space when an event happens. the pair are brought back to Earth where astronaut Harper is questioned on what happened. Not a lot of it, not a lot of is, is explained on why Harper was exiled exiled by NASA or the government. and again for now if you don't know the formula what happens next with the astronaut and the government shuts out during a disaster film, shame on you. Yes, he is brought back to save the world. Shocker. The the one actually discovered the moon falling out of orbit is Casey Houseman, played by John Bradley from the Game of Thrones show that is just mildly popular. You may have checked it out, but an amazing actor, a character that they attempt to come across as a conspiracy theorist crazy person. But guess what happens next? Same formula. He comes out to help save the world. The movie on paper must have looked really good, to great actors like Holly Berry, John Bradley, Patrick Wilson, Michael Pina, a disaster film that Roland Hemorrhage attached. I mean, everything on paper looks great as a blockbuster. This movie's dialogue had no danger to the mix during some very important moments when the moon affects the earth. I was not on the edge of my seat, mainly because the story went back and forth. The conversation does not give the audience a sense of danger. The dialogue was absolutely horrible. We would have loved to see some edge-of-your-seat dialogue to build tension, but there is no balance between the special effects and the tension. You can care less. I was watching some of the decisions made and the conversations, and it was missed opportunity completely. I was hoping for some. If you remember the movie Crimson Tide, the dialogue tension between Jane Hackman and Denzel Washington making a decision about the fate of the war, the fate of the world. That was dialogue but this has no dialogue to create tension. It was an utter waste of time. Even with Independence Day Resurgence, there are some moments that kept me entertained. There is nothing entertained about this movie. I would have a better view of watching a Karen arguing with a manager at Walmart than watching this movie again. There is absolutely nothing to edge of your seat in this movie. The special effects were meh at best. There is nothing awe-inspiring here. The movie suffers from all aspects and will be forgotten in about a few months. This is one of Roland Emmerich's movies. I will not turn my brain off no matter how frequently it gets replayed on TV. And it is definitely not one of his films you watch for entertainment to fear it might actually kill off brain cells. Roland Emmerich missed the opportunity and should have actually thought about combining this storyline with Independence Day Resurgence. He might have gotten a two-star review for me on this one. But this movie barely squeaked by a -a one-and-a-half-star review for me. The only reason I'm giving it a half a star is because it did have some good moments with a couple of scenes at the end that did spark my curiosity, but they didn't do anything with it. It was a wasted effort, but I will give them at least a half a piece of effort for the ending. that You can tell they opened something up for a sequel, but I'll just go out on a limb here. This ain't getting no sequel. Hopefully, Roland Emmerich will come out with something better that kind of shines in relation to his resume. So shame on you. Stay away from this movie. Don't support it. One and a half stars at best, barely squeaked by with that half star. Next, you don't want to go to the theater. We do have a solution for you. A new Mel Gibson picture called Last Looks is now rentable on all major streaming platforms that you can rent movie on. Movies on. So Last Looks. Let's take a listen.
0: And that's why I'm gonna direct this verdict and find this here defendant guilty. God! Alistair, that was terrific. (laughs) Terrific? (laughs) Bloody genius. You're not going to top that
1: one. Wouldn't be the first time I've had the clap.
0: Lorena. You ghosted me, Waldo.
1: I ghosted everybody.
0: Look, I'm here on business. Alistair Pinch, the actor
1: killed his wife
0: guilty maybe he killed her maybe he didn't i don't think he even knows the guy's a blackout drunk I deplore drinking alone so i have a double the network's got a lot riding on
1: mr waldo
0: they're looking to hire a pi i'm retired come on let me bring you back into the real world
1: what would i even do with the money
0: where's all your stuff
1: cut myself down to a hundred things
0: and you kept that hat
1: and that was last looks Again, available on all streaming platforms. I believe it's just rentable right now. So, Last Looks is a new attempt at a contemporary noir style. A mystery comedy starring Mel Gibson as the secluded and the secluded ex-detective Charlie Waldo, played by Charlie Hunnam. This movie attempts to follow the style of the well-received and one of my uh, favorite buddy comedies, The Nice Guys, with a more noir feel to it. Charlie, who has secluded himself in the woods, has a bearded hermit only allowing himself exactly a hundred things to live with. He is visited by his ex-lover named Lorena, Morena Bokurin, to convince Charlie to come back to help solve the case of a famous actor, Alistair Pinch, played by the, again, always marvelous Mel Gibson. And as I go into that just clever plot that you see from the newer style, this is the most I'll tell you about the plot, not to spoil it for all you detectives out there. This movie is directed by uh, Jim Kirkby whose resume consists of the great TV shows and the 2018 action point starring Johnny Knoxville. I will say this is a big improvement over the dreadful action point, but it does not but it does fall short of the brilliance of some of his shows he's directed. If you look on IMDb, he does have a great resume of great TV shows in which his comedy timing on direction was much better. This was a missed point for him, but again a better point than action point. Charlie is an interesting character to watch for the first 45 minutes, in which the movie perks our curiosity about him and we hope for some character development on See Where He Goes. After we kind of get to know what he's all about, we can care less about him. He has a physical change to his looks at the halfway point of the movie, but his personality gets boresome after a while. Now let's talk about Mel Gibson, the suspect in the movie. The character might put a lot of people off at first, and I wasn't sure on this. Mel Gibson with a horrible accent. And you, it, he gets introduced early in the movie, and his accent is kind of hard to grasp at first, especially coming from a well-known actor as Mel Gibson. It's something where you just have to adjust to because it's something new for Mel Gibson. So the character might put a lot of people off at first, which I don't know. I still, I'm still not decided if this is a horrible accent or it's just hard for me to see Mel Gibson do an accent that's not from Braveheart that was actually a really good accent in my opinion at first it's hard to tell if it's really bad or if it's just me adjusting I don't know but it's entertaining to see Mr Gibson give all he's got and his character and his acting style with this character grew on me throughout the movie it was great to see uh, Mel Gibson have a good time in his role in this movie his energy made the role more likable as the movie went on than our main character. So our main character gets very dull. He doesn't really grow. He don't see any growth from him. He has the same kind of Keanu Reeves personality. He doesn't really change. His tone stays the same. And he never becomes interesting. And he's supposed to be the detective of the movie. The film, to me, tries too hard to balance comedy and the noir style that it finds itself get lost most of the time. The writers, you can almost sense they had a little bit of writer's block during the writing process because there's so much pointless filler during it. During some of the dialogue, it seems very lazy and thrown in. The chemistry between the characters is meh at best. Matching Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson together, who are both amazing actors, but their personalities in this movie just don't work most of the time. You have Mel Gibson that's trying his hardest to perform with the character he's got, and you have Charlie Hunnam that just stays the same. By the third act, the movie feels unbalanced and it gets the "who done it?" moment, kind of who cares? There's no shock. There's no laws. There's no, oh, how did I note, not notice this? The writing of the movie tries to be original in the aspect that it's attempting to add comedy to noir along with contemporary touches. But by the end, it's just an unexperienced plate spinner. Eventually, all the plates fall down and break, which is exactly what you see by the end of this movie, a broken film. I will give credit to Mel Gibson, who is a pleasure to watch in this movie, even though it's a give him a shot in the beginning. It's going to be a it's like waking up in the morning and adjusting to the light takes a little bit to get used to him. But by the end, you actually kind of like his character. Last looks streaming. I'll give it two and a half stars. Uh, Mel Gibson, to me, saved this movie. Others will probably disagree with it. But you know what? I found him very fun in the movie. He's the only thing fun in this movie. Up to you if you check it out, but two and a half stars, so last looks. And finally, the beer that I dedicated to the show, the movie and final movie that we will be reviewing on our show today is Jackass Forever. The world waited for what felt like forever. Then, we waited longer.
0: But this February... This is going to be the gnarliest shit ever. The wait is over.
1: Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. (laughs) Jackass forever. I don't know what to say about this movie. This movie, hands down, must have set a record for the most number of penises Seen in a full theatrical feature. As movie reviewers, we talk a lot about getting to know the character, how they develop. There's no character development in this movie, but god damn, I feel closer to these guys now that I have seen just about all their penises. I think we had a bro moment in this movie, and I think a lot of people will feel that much closer to these guys. You know what? I think we get more character development than Moonfall from these guys, and I don't know if it's just the constant. Uh, cock and balls that come at you in this movie, but hell, call me a sucker for this movie. And I have to give credit to all movie reviewers out there. The Jackass movies are kind of a unique cat to review. No plot, no point, and a bunch of idiots hurting themselves. God, this movie is a lot of fun. This movie is twenty years in the making. Some new faces, some old faces. Uh, they kind of take the what the Force Awakens did with some uh. Uh, older material they add new faces to it to kind of pass the torch and the boy set out to prove the exact saying you're as old as you feel now uh, so going into this through I want you to I want you to hear me out on this one on my next comments this movie is a very historic and important movie and I, I I'm saying it about a jackass movie but it is in a world of canceled culture, stress is a people offending each other. What can I say? What can I say? Comes a movie where the opening scene is a penis cheaply dressed as Godzilla, purposely destroying a cheaply made city out of cardboard that the special effects are absolutely horrible, but it's on purpose. And yes, you heard me right. They dressed a the penis up as Godzilla and paraded it around a mocked up set like a like a puppet. This movie holds no bounds and they stay true to who they are. You have fun because they're a group of friends that are having fun. Why I say this movie is, impor- is an important movie because it shows movies are still a sacred piece of entertainment. And you look at regal cinemas, I give them, I love one of their sayings when you go to the movies. One of their slogans says, uh, we're all the same when the lights go down and I was sitting in the theater laughing in a huge crowd of people laughing along with me, gagging at scenes along with me, crossing my legs with the entire row next to me. You know what you're getting when you go to a movie like Jackass, and this is almost like a movie in this day and age that's like popping the balloon, just letting the air out, and just having a blast at the cost of other people willing to hurt themselves and make themselves look like jackasses. So, to me, this is an important movie. And again, it has no plot. It has no whatever you would call it. But this movie is here to entertain, and it does exactly that. Does it entertain? Absolutely. At the end of the movie, do you want to see more? Absolutely, yes. you have a certain respect for these guys, Yeah, but at the same time, you don't. But you get a kick out of watching these guys interact with each other and see their reactions. Because their reactions are the reactions you're getting exactly from the audience. So those of you that want a Jackass movie review, here it is. It holds up after 20 years, and they are at their best. The guys are in top form, and you will laugh, cringe, close your eyes, and gag. And I think I'm actually gagging, thinking about a couple of the things I saw in that movie. But if you're willing to have just a ball and you can handle the Jackass crowd for an hour and 45 minutes, this one's my top pick of the week. Jackass forever, I give it three stars. So out of the movies we've seen this week, Jackass takes the cake. That's why I dedicated a beer and the show to him. So take a look at Jackass, if that's your cup of tea. You won't get any cinema value to it, but just go, just as eye candy. And I'm, I'm not talking about the penises. That's not eye candy. They're actually pretty disgusting. But as entertainment value, that's the eye candy. You'll enjoy it. And there is one character in this movie I want to really give a shout out to because he was an absolute sport but I feel I can't give the character away because it's going to give the plot away. But I want to give this character my sincere, sincere apologies that he will never have children again after 15 minutes of ball crushing. So with that said, those are the three movies. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, But before we get into the final aspects of the show, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our uh, partners here. So if you've been listening to the Justin time show uh, in the last few weeks, you know that we kind of help out other uh, podcasts on helping them just get listened to discovered and some that are just our absolute favorites. And we scour Apple, we scour Spotify and we kind of highlight a couple of the cool things that we listen And this week, I want to give a shout-out to The Casting View. And again, that is Casting View. You can find them on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. The Casting View is with Dan and Lou. So I want you to take a listen. These guys are absolutely incredible. I'm Dan. I'm Lou. And together, we are Casting Views. An uncle and nephew chatting on random topics. Some heavy, some fun, but we aim to amuse. Don't miss out. Don't delay. Subscribe to Casting Views today. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Good Pods. Alright, thank you to Dan and Lou. So, take a listen to them. Review them on Apple and Spotify. These guys cover a wide range of topics. That's always a good time. Nothing's off the table with these guys. It's new, it's fresh, it's entertaining. Every episode covers something that's really new, and they don't disappoint, so I encourage you to check uh, Dan and Lou out at the at their podcast. Carter and I were just actually talking about having these guys, cracking a couple beers on the show with them, so let's show them some love, so check out Casting Views with Dan and Lou. Check them out. All right, with that said, I want to thank you guys. Hopefully, Carter has recovered by next week and we can get back to our normal scheduled broadcast. But if you enjoyed the movie reviews, you enjoyed the episode, pop us a review at Apple and Spotify, leave us some feedback, and follow us on Instagram. With that said, be safe, have a good week. We'll see you guys next week.
0: You've been listening to Just In Time with Justin and Carter. If it's current events, beer reviews, movie reviews, or anything else, We're talking about it. We hope you enjoyed the show. God knows we did. Of course, everything's better when you're hammered. I'm not saying they were drunk during the show, but, you know... They were drunk. Okay. We got to go, but we'll be back soon. In the meantime, fire us an email at podcast.justintime at gmail.com. Let us know if you have a beer you want us to cover. Give us some feedback for questions or why you'd be a good guest on the show. Follow us at Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.